Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Training camp has started. That's right. And we are only a month and a half away from the Lions starting their 2021-2022 season. So we had some slight technical difficulties during this podcast. Uh, so UJ starts off at the beginning and then the uh, unfortunately got cut off. But otherwise, you know, we're all here. We're reacting to everything going on at training camp. Training camp battles, Dan Campbell's up-downs, everything. We got it. So sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back, and training camp has kicked off. Fans have been in attendance. It's been a hell of a start to the week. I mean, I, did you guys do 40 up-downs to start training camp like Dan Campbell did with the whole team? Of course, before every podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. We all did for the podcast here. Uh, but the energy is high in Allen Park heading into the 2021-2022 season for the Detroit Lions and the new regime. So I'm Big Z. Let's go around to the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew. We got Connor. Hey. UJ. Hello, Lions fans. Rudd Dog. Yo. And last but not least, Bob. Hello. So, gentlemen, first of all, how do we like the energy of this team coming into training camp? Especially, I mentioned Dan Campbell did the 40 up-downs uh, after Aaron Glenn made defense do it. He's getting mixed in there. Uh all reports coming out of this camp is that there's a high amount of energy. And just like everything else we've seen leading up to this, a complete 180 from the past regime. Uh, how are we feeling so far? Uh, regardless of like talking about positions and, and training camp battles and stuff like that, just energy overall. Feeling good, baby. Hey, what was that yeah. about uh, Tracy Walker? Was that Tracy Walker that was like, Coach, I'm going to pick off golf today? Then he's like, all right. And then he didn't do it, and he fined him $50 for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would never have happened under Patricia. Like, I don't know. It just looks like they're having fun out there while also challenging themselves, which is cool. Yeah. It, yeah. it sounds like the whole, from the stuff I've been reading, everyone seems pretty excited about it. I know that doesn't necessarily translate to wins, but I love it. I love it. it sounds like they're playing football, playing hard, and enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had golf mic'd up the other day. I don't know if anybody saw that. Uh, it was pretty good. He, oh, no, I miss that. He's kind of a funny guy, and he was kind of loose out there. It, was, it seemed like I was just having a good time, you know. I mean, uh, in fact, there's a loose quality about it. I'm not saying they're not working hard, but, uh, you know, they're much more uh, relaxed comfort level, I'd say, compared to last year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, th Just the whole vibe, uh, I mean, this is everything that we've been talking about leading up to this, and it's uh, so far 
been you know demonstrating itself on the field and training camp so far. Um, something that's stood out so far, it seems, based on all the reports that we've heard, is that the defense has uh, looked really good early on in camp here. Now, this is something that's – I wouldn't be alarmed, uh, anybody out there. This is something that usually happens uh, just from my experience and then just in general. The defense is always ahead of the offense to start the year. I, I, I'd be concerning if the defense wasn't ahead of the offense to start the year, actually, especially when there's a new quarterback, a new offensive scheme coming into play. It's just a lot easier for the defense uh, to win out these battles early on. You guys, well, any... yeah, go ahead, Red Dog. I was just gonna. I think the defense was like behind that, like last year, if I remember correctly, and what I've read this year, like they were getting shredded by everything Stafford and uh, and those guys were doing in practice early on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and and uh, one of the more interesting things I thought so far uh, was that Okuda and Awarie seem to be the top two cornerbacks to start here. Uh, I mean. There's a lot of training camp to go, but that those are the top two starting cornerbacks right now. And by all accounts, they've looked really good so far. Yeah, I heard uh, Cor- Jeff Corn Ak- Elder doesn't look very good from what I heard. Corn Elder. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mike Ford is. Well, Mike Ford, you said, Red Dog? Yeah, they said he's looking better. Yeah. I heard he's looking better than I heard Elder, that. so he's looking. And they, I, the some of the... The cool. the younger vets like a warrior is taking sounds like he's taking him under his wing a little bit so that's good sign I wouldn't mind a younger fresher guy and one of our guys taking that spot instead of uh, an old vet we you know signed yeah for and sure he, and somebody's good anyway <laughs> yeah Aubrey Pleasant the DB coach I think uh, look for him to be like an important guy uh, d- down the line here just in terms of a or one of like the steals of the offseason in terms of coaching pickups. That guy has a lot of experience. Uh, Aaron Glenn getting him to come over, I think, from the Rams is huge, especially the work that he's done over with the uh, L.A. Rams in the past few years as well. Uh, I wouldn't underestimate that. Um, also on the defensive line, uh, I think it's been really interesting, too, where uh, right now they have Ali McNeil as starting nose tackle. Then they have Nick Williams as the as the three technique. Um, and then a combination of Michael Brockers, Aquara, and Trey Flowers uh, mixed in there. So no Levi Wunzerike right now, no Deshaun Hand. This has been consistent so far in terms of the starting D-line that they've seen out there. Now there's rotations and stuff like that, uh, but what do we think yeah. about that starting D-line uh, so far? And it, do we expect to see any movement? I, I would imagine Nick Williams is the one that we would like to see the maybe the movement on, most yeah. likely. And, I, and I've heard Logan, Logan Stenberg's been struggling. I mean, he's uh, well. We'll get we'll get to the offensive side of the ball. We'll get yeah. to the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, um, yeah. Go ahead, Rod Dodger. Oh no, I yeah, I agree that for Anzalike that Nick Williams would make space. Uh, another guy though, Penesul, not Penesul, uh, Penasini is making some plays. He batted a pass in practice, which is notable, which I didn't know because last. He couldn't really even lift his arms above his head because he had fatty buildup, fat composites. And so, like, he's in a lot better shape and, and a lot fitter. He's taking care of his body over the offseason. So, yeah, everybody's I, I was reading that. I never oh, heard that. Fat, fatty deposits, you can't lift yeah. your arms up. Like, yeah. Dave oh, Campbell's working that right out of him with those up downs. Yeah. That, yeah. That's how you know you're a big boy. I like him. I've always liked him. He's got good fundamentals. I don't know if he'll be an everyday starter, but. No, I think he'll be a good rotational guy behind McNeil for that true nose tackle, though. Yeah, 
and in, yeah. in extra heavy packages for goal line. Sure. Yeah. They thought he was missing practices last year, but he just didn't raise his hand when they did roll call. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see. Uh, so what we've seen or, or read about so far is nothing with pads on and the pads come on this week on Tuesday. Uh, we're recording this on Monday night. So tomorrow, uh, July or August 3rd, well, we're in August already. It's, it's, it's coming. We're one month away from the season, but, um, is all these individual battles, especially with the lions offensive line. I think it's going to be fascinating. This D line, uh, like, especially I want to see Aquara against Sewell. I want to see, you know, uh, Trafe or Levi Woodsrick and Lee McNeil going against Jonah Jackson and stuff on the inside. I think a lot of these one on one battles are going to be really fun to hear about. And Ragnow. Uh, Ragnow. I mean, yeah, exactly. Lee McNeil against Ragnow. I mean, there's going to be a lot of fun uh, battles going on. And the way the guys get better uh, is facing the best. And I think the Lions have one of the, the potential to be a top five offensive line. So getting this D line work against these guys is going to be a lot of fun, uh, especially the way the Lions are building this team through the trenches. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be really exciting. The the uh, I was listening to um, Orlovsky the other day. I know he's a Lions uh, lover, which I like because oh, yeah. not many people are. But he was uh, he was hyping up the Lions O line. He thinks it's gonna be you know top three, top five line, and uh, that the Lions offense could end up surprising people because people are expecting basically nothing from them. But he thinks they might be actually decent. So I thought it was good. Yeah, good to have a positive take on the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Nate Burleson are like the two uh, big Lions people in the media that, uh, you know, get us some no- some love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it was Chris Spielman a little bit, on, at least during uh, broadcast. But now he's obviously with the organization. Yeah. Well, uh, let, yeah, let's move. Uh, let's move uh, to the, you know, we were talking about defense line. Let's move it to the offensive line. Uh, you were mentioned in uh, Stenberg. And by Dan Campbell's accounts, uh, he's got a ways to go. Uh, yeah. Still. That's basically what he said. He said he likes a lot that he has, but he has a long way to go to get to where he has to be. So, but who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. That checks out in his second year, though. I mean, I think we all knew he was going to be a little bit of a longer term project if he can manage to stick around on the team. But I mean, the fact that they're kind of paying attention to him, I think is a good sign potentially. Like they were, you know, like again, he was giving, he was saying good things about, I mean, it's early and he's not going to say anything bad about him, but. I mean, the fact that he's getting mentioned at all is could be promising. And maybe by next year or the year after, we could have a, a diamond in the rough. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, I mean, oh. Connor, do you think Stenberg stays on the roster? <laughs> the, the comments weren't assuring that he would even be on the <laughs> roster. Um, uh, with the, I'm, not, comments. I'm not convinced. I, I mean, I don't think they're married to him at all. Um, those comments right. were maybe a little concerning, more so than hopeful to me. but. I don't know. I mean, you'll see. Maybe they like to take a chance on some guys, but maybe he's on the practice squad. No, yeah. I think practice squad would be practice squad. I would see. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I mean, you you also have to take account he was not drafted by these uh, this regime. Yeah. So that that's that's something. Uh, when you're not drafted by uh, the GM, you are less you're, likely to get the. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I've heard Penis Duel's been a beast, though. Pretty much everything that he's been yeah. to be so far, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah. he's. I mean, again, no pads on, so it's really hard to know how good these guys can be uh, without that look. 
uh, because especially, I mean, especially in in camp, uh, you, when you don't have the pads on, it's a completely different game. Uh, but by all accounts, yeah, he looks like how he was testing. Uh, super athletic guy, big size. So that's really exciting to hear. Um, but I, I also think, uh, you know, Campbell's comments about Jonah Jackson are exciting. And Jonah Jackson, there's a lot of accounts uh, that he was like working on martial arts all off season, especially the use of his hands on the inside. Yeah. Uh, so that is an exciting, uh, wow. you know, prospect and Dan Campbell really high on Jonah Jackson. He can also flex the center if Ragnall gets hurt or breaks his throat again. Uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. That was wild. What? Hey, Plus Z, he put on 10 pounds of good muscle too. So that's I, big uh, for him. I yeah. binge watched Cobra Kai. Does that make my hand work uh, pretty good now? <laughs> <laughs> You're a black belt now. Yeah. Cobra Kai, good show though. That great is a show. great show. That's a great show. <laughs> if if, if the it. listeners have not watched it, uh, I yeah. think this is a pro Cobra Kai podcast as well. Yes, check <laughs> that out. <laughs> That'll be our spinoff podcast, the Cobra, Cobra um, Kai analysis. Yeah, I, I'll be really interested to see if um, you know Big V can stay healthy throughout training camp. I just want our guys to be healthy throughout training camp. That I think that's important going forward. Uh, th- there's always, there's going to be some injury. We just know it. It's inevitable in the NFL. Uh, every team is going to have their injuries. Yeah. Uh, but I, I hope for the love of God, our, our starting offensive line can stay healthy up to week one. It just, it figures Stafford leaves and we have like a possibly top five offensive line for the first time. Since I know. He's been there pretty much. And, and then he goes to the Rams who have not a great <laughs> offensive line. And with that offensive line, I think that running game is going to be a good one-two punch this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what what do you guys think about uh, Campbell's comments uh, in regards to what he envisions for the backfield? He he said it was kind of – he envisioned like a Saints backfield with, I think, Swift being the Kamara and Latavius Murray being uh, Williams. I love that comparison. I think that fits their skill set really well, actually. (laughs) That's exciting. Yeah, he definitely wants Swift taken, you know, in the majority of downs, but I think that would work well. Plus, he's going to be catching a lot, too. So, yeah. you know, I think that will leave more carries for Williams on some of the more grounding type plays mm-hmm. where you want to pound it. For sure. And uh, something we've seen on training camp so far, it seems like Jamar Jefferson, they have um, kind of feeling like that third down back roll out of the backfield, kind of catching more passes than taking handoffs necessarily. Which is an intriguing, I, I thought, because uh, I, I don't know what we kind of expected out of him, I guess. Uh, but the offense still ways to go by all reports. <laughs> not a lot of downfield passing completed yet. Yeah, but maybe that's just uh, a way the way training camp's gone so far. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson looking like a beast. We hear that every training camp though yeah. uh, since he's been around. Uh, uh, I heard him in the third year pretty well. What's that, Connor? I've heard him and Goff have been having a good rapport so far in camp like getting along very well and stuff, which is. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, Jared Goff, by all accounts, has been, you know, a good leader so far on the team yeah. uh, for what for what uh, we could expect, at least. Uh, it, everything's different when the games get going, though. So True. from what I've read, sometimes like, I take it with a grain yeah. of salt. It, as far as Hawks concerned, though, and him looking good, I mean, remember how that was like the one repeating storyline every year Calvin was on the team? Like, Calvin looking great. Like, 
Yeah, we hear that every year. So, I mean, yeah. that's what you want to be hearing is he's just continuing to just stand out. And, I mean, he was a pro bowler last year. So, I mean, assuming he polishes game even more this year, you expect some nice gains, and that will easily put him into the top, you know, five tight ends. That's what it sounds like because he was talking about uh, in his interview, but he was a pro bowler, but he, he hasn't got near his ceiling yet you know he's he's really mm-hmm. excited to work hard and get get even better so i'm excited about that hey uh z a little side note on x lion jesse james and justin fields they're like uh loving each other out in chicago so oh, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess that's his favorite target but uh, i don't know if he'll be starting but anyway <laughs> he did nothing for the lions but uh yeah that was such a disappointment such a disappointment yeah sometimes players just don't work out in certain places you never know was it more disappointing it's probably more disappointing just because of the con the huge contract that we gave him more yeah oh, yeah like, i think so i think so, yeah. so the we, contract the bears gave him this offseason been like okay but was last year the only year he was on the team jesse james no yeah. no, no so we got years. we got him the year we drafted stat uh hawk right right I think that kind of impacted their envision for him when they actually gave him that big contract a little bit, that not knowing they were going to, you know, get a blue chip guy to basically start ahead of him. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's an excuse, but I think that might've impacted like his role, but I mean, yeah, he didn't do anything besides that. So, but uh, I just don't think that was a good <clears throat> for him being productive for us. Yeah. So let's uh let's move on to the wide receivers. Uh, what have you has anything stood out to you guys in terms of wide receivers? By all accounts, yeah. Tyrell Williams looks healthy and ready to go. Looks like there's been good connections with uh, Perriman and Goff a few times. Um, I haven't been as well versed on the offensive side of the ball, but it seems like they've been making some decent connections. Yeah, they haven't started pushing the ball down the field. Yeah, so they've been going like we 15, don't know. 20 yards max. Yeah, well, they just said, I think today was the first day that Goff actually threw a few. I think Victor Bolden caught one and then another one that wasn't caught or something. But, like, I think this has been a planned thing because it doesn't sound like they're even trying to push it down the field. And uh, so, I mean, we don't really know what those guys got yet on their deep game. But, uh, I mean, come on. Even uh, Bob recognized it today in the group chat, that picture of Cephas getting sky high for that ball. If you haven't seen it, the Lions photographer picked up a, a picture of Cephas stretching for. I don't even know if he caught it, but it looks amazing. The photo, his body's arc like twenty feet in the air. It looked really cool. <laughs> that's all. That's all you need is a good picture. That means yeah. you're making the team, right? right? right. And you're going to the Hall of Fame, right, Red Dog? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that Odell Beckham Jr. catch, but I don't actually know if he caught it, so it might not be impressive. <laughs> Look great as a still photo. But, uh... Something that's uh, been really positive early in camp here so far is that Amon Ross St. Brown has really uh, stood out as a guy that's a reliable target. He apparently doesn't drop ball ever. Uh, he has arguably the best hands uh, anybody's seen in training camp so far. That's uh, awesome. CJ Hawkinson. So that's a really... Uh, positive um that's a really positive um uh revelation i guess uh but but, um (laughs) have never had issues with drop balls so shouldn't be an issue this year he'll be that right up roll for uh like for goth you know a reliable set of hands 
Yeah, definitely. Um, but it, and yeah. in the goal line packages, especially, uh, is where I think we might see him stick out a little more in his rookie year. That he's been getting some first round or first team reps there on the goal line. So, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, I don't know if rookie of the year candidate necessarily, but so, a guy <laughs> that can be a, a big contributor in his first year with the Lions. Uh, yeah. A lot of positive, uh, a lot of positive signs going into, uh, you know, the second week of uh, training camp. They say his hands look great. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and you heard about him using the, the what's that machine? The, uh, the jugs? The jugs machine after practice where he catches hundreds of balls after every practice. That's just awesome. I love that kind of stuff, that extra work. That I think goes it, to nothing but endear you to the coaches. Right, yeah. They said he was out there a couple hours after practice, too. Like Everybody pretty much was like going home, and he was still out there catching balls. Um, I don't think he's throwing them to himself like Tom Brady. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. talk, you know, yeah, talking about that was ridiculous. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm amazed how many people thought that video was real. Uh wh- whoever edited it, good. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, they did a really good job because it did kind of look realistic. Yeah, it was pretty. It looked uh, pretty good. You think that was edited? I mean, he's the goat, right? <laughs> it reminded me of those old uh, NFL commercials where the players were doing like amazing things, like catching oh, yeah. balls and. There was one where the oh, kicker yeah. was like kicking balls at the church bell at two fifty eight or something. I don't know if you guys remember these. Oh yeah, that was wasn't that a college guy? Whatever. Was, like, yeah, he's kicking. like they hate when I do this. It's two fifty eight, and then he kicked three balls at the bell. Yeah, three o'clock. <laughs> yeah, now, those are all faked, but it reminded me of that Tom Brady video. Yeah, no, you're, that's probably exactly the kind of editing they did too. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's jump over to the safeties here uh, because there's been a lot of love. Uh, for Will Harris so far, uh, <laughs> which is which might be scary. Uh, this is the exact quote the about Walker and Harris, uh, who are the starting safeties right now in camp uh, from Dan Campbell. They're the master communicators. Or he's talking about safeties in general. I think they are the ones who kind of run the show back there. They set the table for us in coverage. Tracy is as smart as a whip. He's been outstanding. I'll tell you what, Will Harris is doing well. I know it's early, but we've been impressed. Uh oh. That's because they haven't had to tackle yet. Yeah, That's right. Why. They just yeah. tackle those little uh, donut things that they roll out there, and so uh, yeah. I, I don't know if they'll be impressed when it's it's time to actually start tackling. I have no doubt that Will Harris can get to the right place most of the time. It's uh, actually making the play once he gets there. It's been his biggest issue. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, new coaching. You know, maybe that'll help. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, like they were like a few guys improved really under the previous regime. So I mean, who knows? I mean, he came in with some struggles, and they had him, you know, get out the gate. Like it would not be surprising if he's suddenly competent under under a new regime that actually, you know, teaches them and builds them up. Right. Exactly. And we haven't talked about linebacker yet, but that's obviously one of the bigger training camp paddles. Uh, going on here. Derek Barnes has barely, barely played um, so far in training camp at all. Uh, yeah, or he, maybe. He's, he's only participated in a couple team drills, otherwise not too much. Jalen Reese maybe unfortunately, has been on the COVID-19 list, so he hasn't really gotten in any time either. Um, D- Deion Hamilton, uh, kind of like a Making fringe linebacker type, is actually showing a no, some good coverage skills so far and the seven on sevens mm-hmm. going on in training camp so far. So that's a name to watch out for. 
And uh, Tavai just came back today, so just in time for pads. Right. Tomorrow. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, the linebackers will be really interesting uh, to see how that all goes on. Uh, the, that battle will be just fascinating, especially when the pads, they do seven on seven, but inside, so like line of scrimmage drills. I'll be really fascinated to see what the reports coming out of that uh, say. I mean, what are you guys looking yeah. for most out of those linebackers and those drills? I mean, gap control, you know, fighting off blocks. That's the big one. That I mean, especially last year and our inability to stop the run. I think that's going to be big, showing them they actually got proper gap assignments and then, you know, fighting off blocks and not getting wiped out for massive gaps. Yeah, and see if they can do some pass coverage too, which we were pretty bad at last year too. For the linebackers. Right. I'm really interested just as from the D line perspective of these D linemen doing more slanting and and uh, getting up field more. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how that works with this uh, linebacking crew uh, and just the defensive scheme in general. I think we're going to hear some more reports about how that's starting to look uh, because by all, by all accounts the the it looks look good so far. But again, no no pads on. It's it's sometimes hard to say. <laughs> How good, yeah. how effective it actually is. Uh, hey, I'll take them looking decent at this stage compared to what we had before. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. It seems more, it seems like more positives though, uh, than this time last year, <clears throat> um, coming into the season, at least defensively. It'll be really interesting to see though, Collins, Aquara, the Aquaras, I should say, um, and how the edge plays out right there. Kind of who is mixing in in the rotation, where they're lining up. I think will be really fascinating here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, are, are both Oquaras healthy right now? I, I, never, I, I believe so. Because I'd be go. excited to see them both at full yeah. strength. I haven't heard anything about Julian yet in any of the notes. Only Romeo, really. And he sounds like he's doing good, but they're doing, I don't know, they're doing any pass rushing drills without pads. So. Yeah, but I mean, by all accounts, I think Julian Aquara is ready to go and uh, competing, and he's been out there during training camp. So. Um, it, it, so it, I mean, it'll be just fascinating to see who wins their, uh, definitely those one-on-one -on -one battles. Like I would like, like I said, Aquara, Sewell, Decker and, uh, Aquara, like all those fun. I love those one-on-one -on -one battles. <laughs> They're so much fun. And those, uh, those drills, those pass rush drills are some of my favorite. Yeah. At least, at least just playing, uh, you know, line in college and having those drills in training camp. That's what you, uh. <laughs> Those are the best parts of the training camp. Those one-on-one battles because it, it's all the focus is on you. It's just a lot of fun. Oh yeah, those are a blast. I, I saw um, the one. That's where you really see the skill. The one legacy I mean, of uh, Patricia that he left at training camp was he put in those big video boards. I guess they're using those a lot. The players to watch their plays and stuff. Oh, the, <laughs> the all yeah. all twenty-two replays. Yeah, yeah. I I, I read yeah. one like. Uh, there was like TJ Hawkinson caught a deep pass or something like that. And then Aaron Glenn and the team all ran over to like watch the replay, see how the hell it happened, like in, in real time. Uh, so, yeah. yeah so uh, is that, I, I don't know the answer to this. Is the hill was, still there? Oh, I don't know. That, I don't Do know. we know if that hill is still there? I don't know. I know they put it in specifically for Patricia. So I imagine they could take it out. I don't know why you'd yeah. remove a hill, uh, but I don't know. It's not a bad thing to use. Yeah. But uh, yeah. another note on that. That instance, you were, yeah. that instance you were talking about, there was another one with Jamie Collins and they were doing it. And and apparently it's in the earshot of the fans this time. Like 
according to like the M Live writer, I think it was Kyle Menke, like they haven't ever been able to hear such intimate like coaching at training camp in the past. Like they've moved the fans closer. Like so it's like they're cool. really kind of you know, make getting a more intimate experience. Not to mention did you talk? You didn't mention how Campbell addressed the fans, like, or did you? I don't know if, if you did. I no, that, I did not mention that. Like, I just mentioned his up like, downs. I just love that. Like, like he's actually like he's like making fans like part of the process, which I think is really cool. And by all accounts, the fans are all at least the fans in attendance there, uh, and it seems like in general, uh, you know, outside of Detroit, uh, there's a lot of question marks about Dan Campbell, but Lions fans are, I believe, all on board with his energy and his. Uh, his optimism and, and kind of the whole attitude around the whole organization in general, uh, going forward here. Yeah. We've seen Patricia. I know I am. Three years. <laughs> uh, so we are ready for a complete 180, uh, from what oh. he offered. Did you like Darius Slay's comments? Uh, you know, I think they asked him, is he excited to play the lions this year? He said, uh, well, Patricia's not there anymore, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> Patricia wasn't wow. a different story. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> he really hates, he really hates Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> what it sounds like patricia earned it oh <laughs> uh, yeah and bob quinn uh what it's special assistant to the cleveland browns right uh yeah i'm not sure what that means exactly from tap his knowledge standpoint. yeah the only thing they should ask him about is offensive line that's the only decent uh job that he did uh trying to build here in detroit otherwise uh, other than hiring patricia i don't think i mean he made some questionable draft picks but i think he was, yeah. I don't think he was the worst part of that. I think Patricia was really just his one biggest downfall. Like if he just hired a competent coach, I think. Well, that's a big part of your job. Stuck around. GM, though, to... Oh, <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I agree. He missed. He whiffed so big on that. But, I mean, I'm just saying, though, like, I think a lot of the other things he did weren't totally terrible. I think the talent on the roster, for the most part, was squandered, and it wasn't as depleted last year. Or the year before, is you know, I don't Patricia know. Our, our defense was. was pretty depleted, talent wise. I don't know with those that trade with uh, Diggs, and I don't know. There's there's some questionable moves. Uh, yes, yeah, he made some questionable. Yeah, but some of that I think had to do with Patricia too. I don't know. I we don't know, but I, I don't know. I'm just saying I don't think he's necessarily deserves like to be blackballed like a Patricia deserves. Well, he's blackballed <laughs> on this podcast. Damn him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> sorry you're not gonna sell me on bob quinn but uh oh i'm not trying to i'm just saying i don't think he was the worst part of that i think patricia carries the weight of it but whatever i'm over it yeah uh another interesting training camp battle uh is what we do a kicker you know we mentioned it before but now now we're out there we'll see um uh randy bullock and matthew wright competing uh for a spot matthew wright been in the league one year play a uh, kick for the kick uh steelers last year a really hard place to kick um, and Randy Bullock's been around. He was on the Bengals for a while, a few other teams, uh, but ma- mainly uh, the Bengals. So we, we're not going to get, I don't think, 63-yard field goals uh, at the end of games this year, though, Lions fans. Uh, so be, be prepared oh, for that. Yeah. Hopefully you know, we get somebody I, who's really accurate, though, like in general. I'll right. take that. Yeah. Right. Who was the kicker? Nate Freeze. Nate Freeze. Uh, that guy had a boot, but, man, he dismissed so many <laughs> 40 yards. Yeah. It's too bad. It's too bad because he was really accurate in college and he did not turn out good at all. And then who do we get after that? That was even worse. Oh, the kicker from the Eagles. I can't remember his name for the life of me right now. I uh, can't think. Ah, oh, I can't name him. But he was even, he was way I worse. Remember. I remember he had a kick that went like 
40 yards to the left on his first attempt. <laughs> he did not last long for us. I can't remember. He had a 63-yard field goal for the Eagles. Then he got cut. And then he came to the Lions, and then they cut him pretty quick. I, then we got Prater because of his DUI. Wow, that was one of the all-time greatest signings. Jeez. Prater, yeah. We got so lucky. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't, I can't believe the Lions. Uh, I really thought Prater would have been here for a while. I, I thought he liked it. I thought, you know, Lions gave him his second chance. Uh, yeah. I really thought he would have been here. But that that's, uh, you know, regardless of what's going on uh, right now. But, man, uh, so, oh, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about, and that is actually uh, David Blau uh, looks really good, apparently, in this training camp. Uh, he's actually, but at least, you know, we just go by reporters' accounts, but his uh, he's looked a little better than Tim Boyle. So as far as the back of quarterback goes, uh, watch out for David Blau. His his wife uh, made it to the semi. She she didn't make it to the final heat of the Olympics, but she did make it to the semi. Cool video. Had over like 3 million views. The Detroit Lions watching his wife uh, oh, run yeah. a race in the Olympics. That, that was awesome. a cool That's video. Cool. So he's got some positive, uh, you know, fan vibes going for him too to make yeah. the roster, I think, after that. <laughs> I'd love to see him beat up Boyle. That'd be great. Yeah, I would too. I like Blau. He's a guy I root for. I don't know. He just seems like a good yeah, guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Big Ten Plus, guy. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't Texas have that guy. Packers taint, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Tim Boyle could give us the insights. <laughs> no, I don't. Right? I'm not going to hold it against him, just like I'm not going to hold it against Jamal Williams. Hmm. Yeah. Girl Lions now. And that will be a fully uh, staffed Packers team we have to face again this year because Aaron Rodgers back and back. He's back. So, and this will be his good. last year, though, for the Packers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, enjoy facing them one more time in the NFC. I hope we smoke them. And then the the Vikings—they have a problem. Cousins got surgery; it's gonna be out a while. And uh, all their whole the, whole the whole Vikings quarterback room has—well, one of them has COVID, but they're all close contact, so they haven't even been able to practice yet over there. Dalvin yeah. Cook's gonna be tired at the end of the season. <laughs> um. But yeah, everybody's got their issues, you know. I, Justin Fields, who knows what's going to happen with the Bears over there? Uh, so, you know, yeah, I heard Dalton. I, I think actually the, had a really good camp. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta love it. You gotta love yeah. the positive news coming yeah, out of training right. camp early. It's always the best. I know. Everybody's everybody's so positive. Everybody, you know, even saying Will Harris, you know, has impressed them so far for the Lions. So there's always those <laughs> right. type of reports out there and optimism. You gotta love it. Um, but yeah, so gentlemen, you know, we just. This is early training camp. We just wanted to touch on some points. Um, pads come on tomorrow, baby. Yep, the pads come on tomorrow. Uh, so, a lot of positive vibes, though. And I, I can't wait to hear some of the reports and read and watch some of the videos coming out of the training camp about some of these battles that are going to shape this team uh, for the future going forward. So, we'll have a lot to comment on going forward. We'll be back on next week to comment on everything going on with the pads on. So yeah, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Um, If you didn't do if you didn't do your up downs, do them right after this podcast. (laughs) Otherwise, we're gonna have to do uh, twice as much next week or or tomorrow. Uh, So, but yeah, excited. Dan Campbell's excited. Detroit fans are excited. Uh, We're about a month and a week away. Thirty three days, I believe. before the season starts and we're ready to go. So a lot of positive vibes. Yeah. Hey, last year before, uh, after camp or whatever, you pulled a card and you, uh, Z with the, to, to do their training camp uh, 
Chastain or whatever. Uh, who was the, who was the player who pulled the car? And then you, we had you filming a video where you're pulling the car. Oh, wasn't it? Uh, Ty Johnson. Yeah. Ty oh, Ty Johnson. Johnson that's a- yeah. Yeah. That's, that's on our, you know, that's a good lead to, uh, you know, our social media, uh, Instagram and drinking a blue Kool Aid. Uh, he gave us a shout out for that too, he, for his off season workout. He's pulling the cars and we re imitated it uh, at a parking lot. Yeah, that was. So cool. we had to do martial arts with yeah. uh, like yeah. Jonah Jackson this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if we can get the whole crew together, we can all do forty up downs and uh, get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a really fun season. I truly believe it. Uh, and I know you guys do too. And I know our listeners do as well because oh, they yeah. drink the blue Kool-Aid as well. Oh, so baby. again, Instagram at drinking the blue Kool-Aid, Twitter at drinking lions. Please follow us on there. Really appreciate it. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and please leave a review as well. We really appreciate that. So gentlemen, we will be talking next week, reacting to everything that goes on as lions put on the pads and start hitting playing some real football. Oh, yeah. But last but not least, as always, go. Go. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go, Go. Lions! We did it! We did it! All right, all right. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.